Welcome to the Locked on Grizzlies podcast. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you are having a great start to your Friday. It's the last day of the week, but it's another Grizzlies game day as they get ready to host or as they get ready to start a very tough seven-game road trip against the Bulls tonight in Chicago. Of course, my name is Sean Coleman. It's always a pleasure to be with you. You can find the show at Locked on Grizz, myself at Stats SAC. In today's episode, we're going to talk about how the Grizzlies bench is once again emerging as its true strength, but a few things that are surprising about it. Number one, it's a bit different in how it's being a strength this year compared to last year. And also, we really haven't seen the full version of this bitch yet be able to consistently play with each other because of injuries all season long. And in the second segment, that's kind of going to be the theme, you know, that's kind of been the theme of this year. The latest unfortunate occurrence was obviously uh, the the early retirement, the unexpected retirement of Mar- LaMarcus Aldridge. Going to talk about how, you know, in relation to the Grizzlies, that is, you know, a bit of a reminder about just how unfortunate this year has been beyond just COVID, but in terms of the injuries that have occurred and hopefully how things can get better over the long term in terms of the Grizzlies and the NBA. And in the third segment, going to talk about this weekend's matchups, how over the past 48 hours, there's been some news that has emerged about both the Bulls and Bucks games that could be favorable for the Grizzlies. Not celebrating the reason why this news has occurred, but talking about how the news that has come out could impact the Grizzlies' chances of winning in a positive way. Of course, you can find the show at Locked on Grizz, myself at Stats SAC, as I mentioned. My name is Sean Coleman. I've been covering the Grizzlies now for three years over at Grizzly Bear Blues. I've been in the podcast game for about two years and here at Locked on Grizzlies now for a year. It's been an incredible ride over the past year. It's been a dream come true on a daily basis. I get to enjoy doing a passion of mine, talking about the NBA, the Grizzlies, sports in general, and more than anything, this offers me the opportunity to interact with those that I share these passions with. Going to have another opportunity to do that this week as Sunday morning. We'll be doing the latest version of Let's Talk Grizzness, the Locked on Grizzlies podcast, weekly podcast show on the Locker Room app. On vacation for this week, well, we'll be back tomorrow night, and then we will have Let's Talk Grizzness on Sunday morning. But let's get right into it. So the Grizzlies play over the past you know, uh, several weeks uh, since the start of the second half of the season. They're now over a month into the second half of the season. It certainly has been boosted over the past few weeks by some great play from the starting lineup, a starting lineup that has basically extended how well it played in the first half of the schedule, specifically during the first quarter. Well, now there's been instances where the starting lineup has played the whole game very, very well. But the thing is, is that this bench unit of the Grizzlies has certainly continued to be a strength much like it was last year. But unlike last year, it's done it in a bit of a different way this year due to a different assortment of of cast members, basically, that the Grizzlies can now feature. The Grizzlies are able to, uh, they're certainly able to continue offering depth just like they were last year. But it's been depth in different ways, but it's been in positive ways because of how it's advanced the overall uh, strengths of this team. I mean, when it comes to this Grizzlies bench, you know, the things that stand out, that stood out last year, are still there this year. This Grizzlies team, especially since the start of the second half, they actually lead NBA, or they're, they're third in NBA among NBA bench units in assists per game. The, the, the Grizzlies bench unit averages 10.4 assists per game in the second half of this season, right where they were last year. They still lead NBA bench units in assists per game overall for the season. But really looking at how this team, how this bench unit has performed in the second half. Um, in terms of points, the Grizzlies score the eighth most points among, among NBA reserve units in the second half of this season. They are also right now 
11th in field goal percentage. But a big thing where the Grizzlies are doing well, a big area where they are doing well, is that they are 9th in 3-point field goal percentage since the start of the second half as a bench unit. Now, the thing is, is that they're actually 4th overall for the season, you know, in terms of shooting the 3 as a bench unit. And that's the thing that stands out about this Grizzlies bench unit now versus where it was last year because of the fact that Kyle Anderson and Grayson Allen have been starting, but Grayson has sometimes come off the bench a bit as well. One of the things that has stood out about this bench unit is the is its ability to shoot the three. And a couple of big reasons why, obviously, are the shooting performances of Desmond Bain and DeAnthony Milton. Since the start of March, into yesterday, since the start of March, only 16 reserves, only 16 players in the NBA who have come off the bench since the start of March. Only 16 players have hit 30 or more threes over the past basically 45 days. Among those 16 players, DeAnthony Melton and Desmond Bain rank first and third in three-point field goal percentage among those players who have hit 30 or more threes. And the thing about it is, is that DeAnthony Melton has done it in a lot shorter time frame than Desmond Bain due to being injured for much of March. And that's the other thing about it. So the Grizzlies' overall bench production this year has shifted from its efficiency and effectiveness of getting into the lane and scoring twos to now kind of being a balancing act when it comes to their ability to both still produce off assists, still produce twos. This this bench unit this year, when it comes to the Grizzlies, again, is eighth in field goal percentage overall, and Brandon Clark has gotten back to his normal self. So you still have the same abilities that you had last year, the efficiency in terms of decision-making and, and, and passing with Tyus Jones, along with you know the, the, the in-the-lane production of Brandon Clark, but now you complement that with the three-point shooting of DeAnthony Melton and Desmond Bain, and this has become a more complete bench. But beyond the addition of three-point shooting, to this bench unit to this bench unit a couple of other encouraging signs have been there as well one thing that you've heard me mention and that you've heard other uh, people mention before is that one thing that stands out about this Grizzlies team is the de- is the defensive ability of its depth this Grizzlies team on the since the start of the second half they actually rank second in steals among bench unit they average 4.2 steals off their bench unit per game they also rank fourth in block. So since the start of the second half, the Grizzlies bench unit is both is in the top five of the NBA among reserve units in both blocks and steals. What that means is, is that the NBA, it is that the Grizzlies arguably have the best reserve unit in terms of use, uh, using defense to create offense. And that really, you know, stands out as a big strength of the Grizzlies depth, especially their bench, because when you've got Tyus Jones, when you've got DeAnthony Melton and others who can both create who can create opportunistic opportunities on defense and then get out on the run that plays to their strengths. And then you've got finishing options between Justice Winslow, Brandon Clark, and others. So the Grizzlies' three-point shooting as a reserve unit has certainly improved. Their ability to use, to uh, through defense, create offense to be opportunistic defensively against other second units has emerged as a strength. But another really encouraging side about this bench unit, they haven't really played together all that much in terms of 
of being healthy at different points this season. Desmond Bain has been out due to personal reasons. DeAnthony Melton has been out due to injuries. Justice Winslow obviously has been out due to injuries. Brandon Clark has been out due to injuries. There have probably been maybe 10 games as a whole, less than that perhaps, where this bench unit has had every one of its options available to really be at its strength. And I think that that was towards the end of February and early March, one of the stronger stretches of play for this Grizzlies team. Though they played very well here recently, the other encouraging sign about this Grizzlies team is that even though their bench has remained one of the best in the NBA, they still haven't been at their full strength. So that's what's really, really encouraging. So as we mentioned, coming into the season, the Grizzlies' depth was truly going to be an advantage. It's helped them be able to maintain some of the starters being out during stretches when Jaw, Jonas, and obviously Jaron have been out. But this bench unit continues to be a strength with it now full with it now being at least close to full health but it's in different ways but in better ways because last season it was all about efficiency and effectiveness scoring the two against weaker opposing units this year it's much more balanced you still have the efficiency of Tyus Jones and Brandon Clark leading the reserve units but now you've got the three point shooting from Melton and Bain and then as a collective unit the opportunistic defense that comes from this bench unit that is a really allowed for the Grizzlies to maintain leads or get back into games one the starters are out. But speaking of injuries, that is a theme this year that has just not impacted the Grizzlies. It has continued to impact the entire NBA, and it is now getting to be, you know, just to be honest, a bit much. It is a bit of, you know, for, for lack of a better term, a black eye on this NBA season beyond COVID and beyond everything else, obviously, that were going to be obstacles this season. Uh, an unfortunate byproduct of trying to get uh, such a weird season into a condensed schedule is that there's been plenty of injuries and it's kind of, you know, watered down the product of the NBA this season. Coming up, I'll discuss how the retirement of LaMarcus Aldridge, you know, kind of hints at a few things that have been disappointing about this season and a couple of things that could be disappointing as the NBA goes forward that hopefully they'll look to correct in time. Before we get into how teams certainly wish that health uh, you know, could have played more into their favor this year across the NBA. I can tell you one decision that could allow health to play in your favor, and that's adding Built Bar to your day. Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar that's out there on the market now, is actually, it, it tastes like a candy bar, but it has all the health benefits of a protein bar. It's versatile. You can have it in the morning, have it in the afternoon, before or after a workout, whenever you choose to have it. But it also tastes great to where you're going to want to make it a part of your day just to be able to enjoy a beneficial snack. And the great thing about it is, is that, yes, Coconut Brownie Chunk just won the Built Bar. March Madness Tournament as being the best flavor out there, but it doesn't matter you know, what the masses may think. It matters what you think, and there's over 18 different flavors to for you to find the flavor that you think is the best flavor for you. And the other great thing is if you go to BuiltBar.com and you put in the promo code Locked On right now, you'll get 15% off your next order of Built Bar. That's put in the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order from Built Bar. And I can tell you this, once you make Built Bar a part of your day, it'll be there to stay. Go to BuiltBar.com, put in the promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your next order from Built Bar. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Burkowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. So in the first segment, one of the things that you know I had alluded to that makes the Grizzlies bench's performance this year stand out even more significantly and be even more impressive is that it's been very rare. You know, I think it's been less than 10 games where the Grizzlies bench and the Grizzlies as a whole have had two or less members of their roster 
on the injury report. Now, I think it's only been like four or five games where it's only been Jaron Jackson Jr. who's been on the injury report. The latest, you know, version of that is in the month of April where the Grizzlies bench has been without Justice Winslow and DeAnthony Melton for most of April due to injury. So, yes, it's made it very impressive. But that's been a theme the Grizzlies have dealt with the entire season. You know, that's what's made the fact that they're even in the playoff race being without Jaron Jackson Jr. the entire season, being without several of their starters for extended periods. And again, you know, for a lot of the season, having three, four, five, six different members of the roster on the injury report at any one time. It's made it very, very impressive. And so, yes, compared to the rest of the NBA, I would say the Grizzlies have probably had to deal with injuries, you know, more than most. But that should not take away from the fact that, in general, the NBA this season has had injury problems across the board. Many teams have had injury problems. While the quantity of the players or the quantity of games missed by players on the Grizzlies roster probably matches up with any NBA teams, there's been several other teams who have missed bigger stars due to injuries. You look at the 76ers with Joel Embiid. You look at the Lakers, you know, with... um. LeBron James and Anthony Davis. You look at the um, uh, Nets with Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden. Now, not all reasons that you know those teams have had players miss may have been directly related to the season, but the fact is is that they have missed games, and so it's brought to it, it's brought more attention to and put a bigger spotlight on the fact that while the NBA, due to monetary reasons, had to put this season together, had to make it a normal uh, this season as normal as possible, and I think at times it has felt that way, even without fans being in the stands. One of the byproducts of having to, you know, have a shortened off season, as well as putting so many games together in a condensed schedule, is that unfortunately you've just had an increased rash of injuries, and it's not just been, you know, uh, you know, the the tenth, eleventh, or twelfth best players on rosters. It's been major stars here recently. You've had the unfortunate news where, you know, the Nuggets, who clearly were starting to trend as a a, a very, you know, relevant contender in the Western Conference. They lose one of their best players in Jamal Murray. And it's not just for the stretch run of this year. He tore his ACL. There's a good chance he could miss at least half of next season. He may be back earlier than that, but for him to be back at his normal self, it probably won't be until the 2022-2023 season. That is an unfortunate thing to see. You obviously had Clay Thompson before the season and other names that I have mentioned. So the thing that has really emerged, and, and, and while the Grizzlies have certainly been one of the teams, you know, that's been heavily impacted by injuries across the board. You have had injuries become a bigger part of the game, unfortunately. It's watered down the NBA product, especially in the regular season, because it gives more relevance to the reason why teams want to rest their most important players, especially if they're in the playoff run. I know that teams may rest players. You know, you have teams that are probably resting players due to hoping to better their position for the draft, and you've had teams rest players because they want them fresh for the playoffs. There are multiple reasons out there besides injuries that teams want to rest players. But now in a season, you know, more than any other, because this season is so unprecedented and out of routine, a big reason why teams want to rest players, they don't want to risk major injury to their best stars. And I I think that that's the right approach from these teams. And as a result... I don't really know long-term solutions that the NBA could do to prevent this, either than shortening the schedule or maybe lengthening the schedule out overall to where there's not so many back-to-backs, or there's not so many you know, different road trips. I'm sure there's different variations of things they could do to limit injuries. But because of the injuries occurring, them, occurring themselves and teams having to take action by resting major names across the board to try to prevent injuries, that waters down 
the NBA product. Another unfortunate byproduct of this season is that, you know, not necessarily related to injuries, but you had the unfortunate news yesterday that LaMarcus Aldridge had to, you know, had to retire early in his career due to a heart condition that he's dealt with, you know, his entire career. Now, I've not seen anything where it was COVID related. You know, I'm not saying that this has anything to do with the COVID influence on this season, but this is another sign that back when the Grizzlies were were playing in the grit and grind era, this season also is a reminder that several of the biggest names, both on the Grizzlies and in terms of the Grizzlies' rivals during that area, they're coming to the end of their careers. Unfortunately, LaMarcus Aldridge's career is now done. I think the right decision was made. Wish him nothing but the best. He was one of the best big men in this generation of the NBA over the past 20 years. But his career has now come to an end. We've seen Marc Gasol. Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan, among others, who have seen their careers take on you know a different path this season because they're, they're, they aren't who they formerly were, and obviously they've had to be in reduced roles. You're likely seeing Gasol and Jordan in the last few years of their career as well as Griffin. So that's been an, an, another unfortunate theme of this year is that you've just seen several older stars who ha- have kind of now you know understood that the writing's on the wall that what they did in the past you know that that clear that you kind of expect for players to get to when they enter their mid-30s, at least players that are not named LeBron James, that cliff unfortunately has emerged for several players this season. And while it's long been expected, it's sad to see when it actually occurs. And I bring all this up to say this. Because of the rash of injuries that have occurred, because of the negative byproducts that have occurred due to COVID's influence, even though the NBA has done, in my opinion, a pretty decent job after its you know initial rash of stuff, you know, into January, it's done a pretty good job of you know trying its best to limit the influence of COVID nineteen. There have just unfortunately been some negative byproducts that have made this year, you know, for lack of a better word, be weird, be out of routine, you know, be unprecedented, be out of the norm. And for that reason, it makes you thankful that the Grizzlies have continued to put a preference on the future and not take away from that to try to boost their chances in the present. Though this team has done incredible. This team and this coaching staff have done incredible to be in the playoff race. This is what the players and the coaching staff wants, and they're doing everything that they can to earn it. And I do believe that they will earn it this year because of how well they have played despite being without several of their best players for extended periods. But it makes you thankful that on several fronts, the Grizzlies have not done things to try to boost their opportunities in the present by sacrificing from the future. They didn't take away from the future to make trades to boost the team in the present. They have not sped up the recovery of Jaron Jackson Jr. because they knew that this was a season that was going to be impacted more by things outside of the team's control than most other seasons. Plus, you look at Justice Winslow. Yes, he's come back from his injury. He played well at times coming back from this injury, but now he's been on the injury report for nearly three weeks due to you know, I don't know if it's coming back too soon or anything like that, but at the end of the day, he's not been available probably sooner than the team had hoped for, and it's because of things outside of the Grizzlies' control. So in a year where much less is certain than in most years, one thing that I am thankful for is that, you know, while this Grizzlies team is playing well, it's great that we could talk about a playoff race. It's great that we have meaningful games down the stretch. I'm glad that the Grizzlies have not made any decisions to take away from future seasons in which more will be in their control and more will be back to normal more than likely, like it was before COVID. I'm glad they haven't taken away from that to try to make this season as good as possible because as we've seen across the NBA, no matter how much you do or how much you try to, you know, 
do good in terms of what you can control, this is a season where things outside of your control are having a bigger impact than normal. And so I'm glad the Grizzlies have just stuck through their guns, stuck to the plan of just letting their team and letting their depth develop and letting whatever happens, happens with what they already had in place when the season started. And it's been good results because there certainly has been good development. This team is meeting its goal of being in the playoff race, but even more so, the future continues to look bright because of the present development and because nothing has been taken away from the future, whether it be the risk of long-term injuries or future assets, none of that has been impacted by trying to boost good play in the present. So that is certainly something that I'm happy for the Grizzlies for. And in general, I hope that it's just this season where injuries are, are, are having this much of an impact. Hopefully as things get back to normal and a bigger spotlight is placed on the importance to keep its stars healthy, you know, in terms of the NBA, hope, hope, parameters are taken in order for this league to do what it can to try to prevent injuries and hopefully we'll continue to see less stars be impacted by injuries as we get more towards a normal stretch of things in the future. Well, when it comes to stretches, the Grizzlies certainly have a tough one ahead when it comes to their seven-game road trip coming up, one that could have a big impact on their playoff runs. But over the past 48 hours, there have been some there has been some encouraging news for the Grizzlies' chances against the Bulls and the Bucks, though just as I mentioned in the second segments, it's been due to unfortunate circumstances for both of those teams. We'll detail it a little bit more coming up in the third segment here on the Locked on Grizzlies podcast. The NFL, the NCAA football season, and college basketball season are all now in our rearview mirror. But the thing about sports is, is that it is the gift that keeps on giving when it comes to so many different things you can continue to enjoy. Obviously, you know, a few weekends ago it was the Masters and it was WrestleMania. As a matter of fact, it was last weekend. Basketball stretch run, hockey stretch run, MLB starting up, college baseball. So many different things are still out there. And regardless of the teams that you cheer for and the athletes that you love, we've got the one place that has you covered when it comes to your enjoyment of betting and wagering, and that is BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website and use the promo code LOCKEDON, or you can even do it from your mobile device, and get 50% off your first, or get 50% of your first deposit as a free gift. Again, Head to betonline.ag through the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbooks experts. Again, don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON to get 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Get more analysis on the top prospects available in this year's NBA Draft with the Locked On NBA Draft podcast, scouting reports, draft rumors, mock drafts, and full coverage uh, of everything going on leading up to this year's NBA Draft four days a week from credentialed draft experts. Follow the Locked On NBA Draft podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. So obviously the Memphis Grizzlies now with the with starting this seven game road trip they're going to start it in the upper Midwest and they're actually going to be facing the Bulls tonight in a game where the Bulls um you know will be their opponent you know for the second time in three games you know the Grizzlies have faced the Jazz they've now faced the Bulls they've faced several teams here recently you know more than once in a condensed time frame keeping up with you know another thing from this season which is to condense travel teams will face each other multiple 
multiple times in a short stretch. But the big news that has come out about this game tonight is that the Bulls will be without the services of Zach Levine for several games now due to health and safety protocols. Protocols, Obviously, that's a big, you know, it, it's once again, it's a big downgrade for the Bulls, who now are going to be without their best star, but also the NBA in general, losing another one of its stars during the most important time of the season. And you know the Bulls have aspirations. that With, with the move that they made to get Nikola Vucevic, you know, giving up multiple first-round picks, the goal was to pair him with Zach Levine to have as many opportunities as possible to make moves for the postseason. Well, now, unfortunately, they'll be without Levine for, you know, an extended period of time, and it could even lead to them potentially being out of the playoffs as they right now are in the 10th spot in the East. So the Bulls, you know, the Grizzlies faced the Bulls just a few nights ago, beat them 101-90, to and they did it by doing a great job limiting Levine, but also making sure that nobody else really stood out. Yes, they gave up quite a few points to Daniel Tice to start off the game, throughout the game to Nikola Vucevic, but no other player for the Bulls really stepped up and emerged as a threat to the Grizzlies, and that's what the Grizzlies are going to have to do again tonight, even with Levine. Being out of the equation, the Grizzlies are going to need to defend the three well. They are going to need to take advantage of Jonas Valanciunas in the paint as he stepped up and had a really good game the other night against the Bulls. And it'd be great if the Grizzlies once again were able to balance their ability to score in the paint as well as shoot the three. They may not have to shoot the three as much tonight if they can get going in the lane, especially with Valanciunas, and they can make some of their key shots you know, at the rim. But if the Grizzlies can simply do what they did the other night now without having to worry about Levine, this Grizzlies team can really, really have a good chance to not only get a victory tonight, but even perhaps if they can get a convincing victory, if they can get a you know sizable lead early on, they may even be able to get some starters a few minutes off tonight, more than they had expected, which obviously is a positive, because the Grizzlies then have to turn right around on Saturday night and face the Milwaukee Bucks. Now, the Grizzlies, the one thing to watch for that game is that Yantas Antetokounmpo has been a bit injured. He's been a banged up. He's been unavailable in some recent games, though he did has played, you know, the, as recently as the last few days. But the thing is, you know, could he potentially be limited or unavailable tomorrow night? It'll be interesting to see. At the end of the day, I do think he plays, but he may be a bit more limited than he usually is. And of course, just like the the Grizzlies game against the Bulls a few days ago, their last time that they, they played the Bucks was encouraging. They had a chance to win at the end of the game. Though the Bucks did a good job defending John Morant when they last played the Grizzlies in March, this was the game where John Morant, he had 35 points over the last three quarters and really was the main reason why the Grizzlies had that chance to win late. Though Desmond, it was Drew Holiday making a key shot um, from the baseline to pull the Bucks ahead. Um, Desmond Bain was not able to hit a clutch three at the end. But the thing is that the Grizzlies played a very strong team very well at home. They potentially could do it again tomorrow night. So the big thing about it is this, is that the Grizzlies certainly need to win tonight. This is going to be the easiest game that they have until the last game of the uh, of the uh, month against the Orlando Magic. This is a, I'm not going to say a must win, but the Grizzlies are going to be heavily favored. This is a game that they should win. If the Grizzlies lose tonight's game, it's going to add another notch into that inexplicable loss column where you don't want any more notches to be added with how well the Warriors and the Pelicans and the Spurs are playing behind you. This is a this is a pretty big, a pretty needed win for the Grizzlies tonight. And if they could do that in a convincing fashion and get a boost going into tomorrow night where they may catch the Bucks without Yantis Antetokounmpo being at full strength, that could 
could be a really, really encouraging sign as well. Again, yes, the Grizzlies have had some luck this year not facing some of the better teams in the league's best stars when they've played them. You don't want to sit here and take too much stock into that or take too much pride into that. in terms of winning the games. So if the Grizzlies simply stick to their guns, play good defense, establish their you know ability to score inside, and complement it by finding high percentage looks from three, as they've done in, in different times this season, but they've especially done more of when it comes to you know the month of April, getting Desmond Bain and Grayson Allen good looks from three and feeding off the great lane play of Jonas Valanciunas, John Morant, and others, that will be a key sign for this Grizzlies team, as well as continuing to limit other teams from three percentage looks from three and defend the three well over the next two nights. I think that that will put them in good position, a good position to win both nights. If they if they come out of this weekend's back-to-back -back games, one and one or better, I consider that a win. I consider that a good start to the road trip, but let's especially get that win tonight so that we can have the confidence and boost going into tomorrow to hopefully get a win against a better team you know, in the Milwaukee Bucks. It'll be a lot of fun to see, and it'll be a needed boost going into a very tough stretch against some of the Western conferences better teams over the six games that follow the Bulls game tonight and the Bucks game tomorrow. Of course, you can find the show at Locked on Grizz myself at Stats SAC. Once again, my name is Sean Coleman. It's always a pleasure to join you. Don't forget this week's edition of Let's Talk Grizzness, our weekly show on the Locker Room app in association with Locked on Grizzlies. That'll be Sunday morning at 11. We'll talk all things Grizzlies. Obviously, review this weekend's full slate of games. Until then, hope you have a great weekend. Hope you enjoy some Grizzlies basketball and hope that you stay safe and sound. We'll talk to you again soon here on the Locked on Grizzlies podcast.